Welcome back to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben, and today we're bringing you a very established, a very, very established podcaster, much better than Chris Swizz and myself, Damo from Jock Reynolds. How are you today? It's great to be here, guys. Ready to chat defenders for the 2023 season. Uh, round one, not too far around the corner. I'm getting very excited. Yeah, it's very, <laughs> very close. We are going through our top 10 defenders in order which is going to be a really tough ask outside of that top sort of five to six bracket. But I guess after the last episode, I should probably introduce, hey, Chris and Swiss, how are you today, guys? Uh, I'm good. Uh, Damo, just just quickly, mate, how many times have you uh, deleted and redone your team just in the last week? Just to... to... (laughs) Believe it or not, I didn't delete it too much after the practice games were finished. It was while they were going on that I kept making the changes. I've been pretty settled since. Nice. That's pretty good. I'm, I'm impressed. This is, I reckon the, I was actually saying um, earlier today, I wish that the preseason games were, oh, sorry, the game started this week because this weekend has just been in like the last few days has been absolute on overdrive to the point where it's out of control for me. And I'm just like, I, I, I felt settled like four, four or five days ago. It was like, yep, I'm okay. This is going to be my team. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. And now I'm overthinking in overdrive and it's gone crazy. So Hopefully by the end of this podcast, I'll have a little bit more idea. <laughs> I keep seeing people's teams pop up on Twitter and I'm like, oh, maybe I could do that. No, no, I'm happy, I'm happy with my team. I'm happy with my team. I need seventy to to $100,000 more, I think. I keep kind of coming back to my team and then I'm like, oh, I reckon I've reset more than anyone. But unlike Chris, I didn't get to watch much of the, uh, the, the preseason games. So I'm less tainted from all of the recency bias. But now I'm like, oh, should I believe this person or should I believe this person? They sound pretty interesting (laughs) as far as structure. So now I'm trying to work out whether it's actually a good thing or a bad thing getting sucked in. Swizz, what about yourself? You guys know how we. I'm traveling in that, but I'm here to podcast. So that's going to take my mind off things, unfortunately. Yeah, Um, another death in the family, but life goes on, so... Here I am to talk defenders, so that that'll make me happy, and I'm happy to be here with you boys. So looking forward to it. We yep. love you, mate. And Fresh, feel free, just drink. like just like the center bounce, feel free to throw out some technical issue uh, puns to Chris today. Who <laughs> uh, the other day it was Swizz got absolutely roasted. So Chris, I'm sure we'll get his um, butt hurt at some point tonight. Classic. <laughs> Hopefully in this room. Um, all right, so let's get into defenders. We'll go straight into the 10. Damo, you're always going to kick us off, and then I'll let these uh, couple of plebs fight out the back mm-hmm, end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, starting off with number 10 on your list, who's the 10th highest average defender? Um, sitting at number 10 for me, if we're not including DPP players, um, is Adam Saad. I've got him at number 10. I think he's probably going to maintain the average that he – produced last year but might drop a little a little bit with the absence of a few players down back with injuries and new players coming through like Sincotta and Cowan and all that um, but yeah I've got him at number 10 I think he's a good starting selection who should get within a couple of points of his la- of his average last year but there's every chance he'll have a down game every now and then with these new guys coming through 
I, um, I have him a little bit higher, uh, but um, part of the reasoning is um, with the absence of basically of Zach Williams. So I think there was a, I want to say a 12 game average where he, without Zach Williams, he averaged over 110. Um, so obviously he's not there this year. Now, those, I love, you know, the with or without players, you can say that, but someone comes in to play that role. So it's not like that role is not there. So I'm not sure how much to you know throw at that. So as, as a stat is like, you know, can I leverage him to maybe average 110? Probably not. I've actually put him at, um, at my fifth highest. Cause I think there's a little bit of a bump, but not as high as say 110. I'm thinking like 106, 107 is probably where I think of him. So I do have him a little bit higher, but yeah, five um, five is where I have him sat at the moment. It's like what it's everyone's he... doing with the Western Bulldogs as well. They're kind of like, oh, Dunkley's out. So everyone's like, with or without you, <laughs> with or without you. Swizz, where do you have Sard? Um, until we, like, because we, we made the decisions not to include potential um, dual position players. So I had him originally 11th, but he's been bumped up to 9th. Um, and that's so, yeah, I think he's probably going to maintain roughly around what the, what he had last year. Wow, I never knew you rated Lockie Ash so highly, Swizz. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, well. <laughs> wow. Well, Gorn's getting defender status, I'm not too sure. <laughs> I've actually got him at eighth, um, similar reasoning to Chris, and uh, more for, I think, a little bit of a bump, and that should hold him in good stead. But, you know, it's you could either you know, take him or leave him, in my opinion. I think it's someone I don't believe will hurt you per se, but I think he'll chip away and get what he needs done all right, so that's that one. Then, Chris, who have you got at number 10? Uh, ooh, I've got – well, this – and this look, this is probably a bias pick, I'll be honest with you guys. I've got Nick Dacos coming in in the 10th spot there. I think he got, gets a little bit of a bump. Um, probably – I think he averages, like, say, a 102, so slightly over 100. I don't think he gets to the extreme, you know, 110 plus that he obviously has been able to show that he's been able to produce. But we saw, obviously, on the weekend he's going to get tagged and he's too dangerous to just let run free with the football. How many times does that happen? How many teams tag? Tagging seems to be in vogue. Um, what's his role? Is he going to be playing you know, more midfield? Does that increase or decrease his scoring? I actually think he scores a little bit better behind the footy because he's just able to do whatever he wants without as little attention as possible. So, um, yeah, so Dacos for me at 10. I don't know if you guys might not even have him in that top 10. Where, where do you guys sit after the the practice match and the preseason and all the who are and everything like that. Oh, you go, Damo. The tag worries me, um, but there's other players in that Collingwood midfield to tag. Like if Jordan Dugowie's in the midfield, he's going to get centre clearances for fun. You get you have Tom Mitchell in there who you might tag, but does his disposal really hurt you? He'll, 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 he'll rack them up and teams won't really want that. And uh, then you've got players like Taylor Adams and even Scott Pendlebury going through there every so often. So the tag does worry me. I actually have him at number nine. So I've got him higher okay. than um, Adam Saad, but the tag does worry me. I think he'll have some really strong games and then he'll also have games where he has those annoying 70s to 80s scores because he's had a bit of attention in the first few periods of the game. Yeah, I mean, okay. he already had that one sixty four, right? Like, so you, yeah. you know the ceilings there. Regardless, it's just can his floor, you know, raise enough even when he does get tagged to even out those games and get a decent average out of him. And I suppose that's the biggest question, right? That's what everyone's asking. Yeah, I agree. I had him just above side too. I've got him at eight. I have Dacos at tenth as well, Chris. More based hey. on 
just based on the, the tag factor, but then that ceiling does help balance out and um, he'll probably get better as far as, you know, that exposure to being tagged in bits and pieces. So I think that kind of balances out that high ceiling. He'll get a, you know, 160 maybe again, but then he'll have a game of like a 70 or something where he'll get tagged. And even if he gets tagged, I still think he'll, he'll work through it better to still kind of get those sort of 70 scores or whatever. I don't think it's going to be dire like a, a shutdown 50 or anything. Uh, yeah, I think he's he'll the get sort better. of guy that he could he could jump on a fifty point quarter, like legitimately. Like they if they knock the tag off a three quarter time, Dacus can just go nuts in the last quarter. So, um, yeah, it, it's. I, I love how you said Kai would bias, and you've got him the lowest of a lot of us. Well, I thought that you guys would have him less than that because I <laughs> I've got him averaging like a hundred and two ish. So, mate, he's been in my side nearly the entire preseason. But I said if I watch him get tagged once and he doesn't do that well, he's out. That's the only reason I put him out. <laughs> but he's still in them. Like, he could end up in my side at some point throughout the year. Fair enough, fair enough. Interesting. Uh, Swiss, who have you got at 10? Um, I can't split them, and I've got Eagles defender. That. So I've got – it's either Hearn or McGovern. And that, I think Hearn just continues to do what he does even at 34, 35, 40 years old, whatever he is. Um, and if it's not him, it's McGovern. <laughs> that Because I just think they're going to see so much ball. I didn't rate West Coast last year, and I don't rate them this year. And I just think um, they're just going to be right. But, like, their biggest problem is they can't score. And they've lost one of the best full forwards of all time. And now they're relying on Oscar Allen to do it all with Darling out. So I think the ball just gets rebounded out of their forward line and the transition's going to be just ongoing. Their midfield's not that great as it is. It's either going to be young guys or these older guys coming up from injury. And it's just the only thing that's going to save them is Hearn, McGovern, Barras intercept marks and that even maybe cold to a certain point. For us, is actually in a race for round one, isn't he? Uh, Yeah, and that's the problem too. So if he's not there, I think there's games where McGovern is just going to go absolutely huge. He's never really done the 100 before, but that's not saying he can't do it. But then he's always been – West Coast have always been a really good team. They've always been up around the top and stuff. So these Eagles defenders, I think they're just going to see so much of it. But I can't split Hearn and McGovern. I think it's going to be one of them. I just don't know which one. I don't think either of them get a sniff in the 10 at no, all. Hearn's been in the top 10 forever, mate. Yeah, wonderful. And then he's going to fall over and literally go for like an 88 average. I so. think he falls over. Then has to retire. Then it's, year, right? we're talking Witherden then. No, we're yeah, not. I'm, <laughs> so, I'm saying Witherden and Duggan are going to be the ones that actually lift them forward. And old man Rivers is going to cry himself night-night. Um, <laughs> Damo, what do, you think about, what do you think about your fellow West Coast brethren? Uh... I think where's the sensor button? I think a fit <laughs> yo. Um, the re- the addition of Ruben Jinbi will reduce the reliance on Shannon Hearn quite as as much as it was last year. So I think Jeremy McGovern out of those two, if we're just sort of if if it's out of those two, will probably do better than Hearn. And he actually had some really good games last year before he went down with his injury. So yep. he's probably a chance more than Hearn is. Um, I don't, I've I've got next to her in my notes. I'm unlikely to retain. So uh, I think she, McGovern, if if it's out of her to McGovern, probably is the closest one to getting into the top ten. But I think with Witherden or Duggan or even Yo could could possibly get into the top ten before those guys do. That's why I was actually. Like sorry, Betty, I was, that's why I was kind of cheating with this because um, <laughs> I just put ten Eagles midfield, Eagles defender. Because I just don't know which one. I just couldn't split them. I know it's going to be one of them. Okay, we'll come don't in a year and be one Eagles 
We we don't need you to repeat your statements. Okay, <laughs> we, we've gone in a circle. We're not going back to the start. This ain't wet and wild. Um, I think by you mean as in unable to maintain. I think you're talking about his pension, Damo, and I completely do agree. Um, hmm. Can we move on now? Because we've done yeah. we've just done ten. So otherwise, this is going to be a hundred minute episode on oh, ten. I like minutes. it. Um, nine. By the way, I do think that um, Yo, we did touch on Yo. I actually just have him just outside that. So I, I do think that Yo pushes a hundred as an average. I'm not sure how much over that he can go, but I think he hits around about a hundred, around about. Hopefully, fingers crossed. But Damn, my, number nine. My number nine is Nick Dacos, and we've spoken enough about him. I don't think we need to continue on with that. Swears number nine. Sad. I've already said it. Chris. Oh, oh, hold on. Hold on, guys. I've got my number nine here. Uh, oh, this is going to be controversial. I think Jack Sinclair drops to uh, around about 104, 105. Um, so, and he's my number nine. So reasoning, reasoning, because he was, I think, what, number one last year? Maybe number two? He was uh, number one. This isn't yeah, Austin yeah. Powers number two, yes? No. So uh, what we saw so far the, the, on the evidence that we've had so far, um, Wengeni Malera seems to be taking at least 50% of those kickouts from now moving forward. And he seems to be, they seem to be very confident in using him out of defense as opposed to just Jack Sinclair. And last year was, there was one rule, get the ball in Jack Sinclair's hands and then try and push forward from defense. That has changed. So how much that impacts, um, Sinclair, I think it'll be, you know, five, to 10 points per game. And that will bring him down in quite sub- substantially. So I, I think that of those big, you know, big top six guys, he's by far the worst, and I, you could see him potentially drop down to that sort of just above a hundred average, just in my opinion. Open to the floor, guys. I'll, go, I'll, controversial. I'll back to here, Chris. I've got him at seven. Yes. 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 And that, and nearly <laughs> thought about putting him down at eight too, but I couldn't couldn't pump up Dacos that much. Um, I've got him at I agree. Six. I, I I agree on all the things. I think they're actually playing faster ball move. It was like Essendon and St Kilda had swapped coaches watching that practice game. Essendon's gone slow ball movement through the halfback. St Kilda are now quicker transition through that. And then yeah, Wanganine Malira taking those kickouts. I think that's definitely a deduction in the you know his baseline stats. I've got him at six and similar reasoning and except the difference is every year Chris has like the most inflated average, although for once you were probably right because it was like one ten, one ten, one ten, one nine. I did. I got last year. <laughs> Hang on. You're like, welcome. Well, You're apart welcome. from you and I having wizard and so highly rated, uh, which did not work. He was out going like one twenty five over the first five. Shut up. <laughs> oh, and um Whitfield, sorry, obviously Witherden and Whitfield. Hey, that's fine. And and funnily enough, because that's who my number nine is, is actually um Witherden is my number nine. Oh, and no. Witherden, yeah, yeah. So is in no. I think old man Hearn's gonna get injured, and I think a lot of it now has to get passed down to either you know Duggan, Witherden, Yo. And I don't think those other boys are gonna be doing it. So he has had a notorious um knack for getting a high average with kicks and the rest of it. Averaged a hundred. So again, I don't know about his games played or the rest of it, but after the disappointment of last year, this guy was running 12 kilometers like on Saturday mornings with his off-season program, training with the other boys, and he's really fit, talking about you know the, the journey on how everyone's not linear and blah, 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 blah. And I'm buying into it, Chris. Now, you're a little bit butthurt, but if there is anyone that is actually you know outside of that scope to sort of with a, a push and have a high average, Witherden's the kind of guy that could snake it. Now, I'm not going to start him. 
just wondering, did he also go to under 12s train to learn how to tackle or apply pressure or do anything that makes you an actual AFL footballer? Or did he just run around and do what he does best, which is run away from the football, run away, run away. Oh, I, I'm over here. I'm on my own. Oh, he's, he's like Lockie Hunter before Lockie Hunter became a good footballer. That's what he is. <laughs> run away, home run, Jack. Home run. Oh, run home, Jack. <laughs> by the way, by the way, uh, sorry, Damo, but where do you have Jack Sinclair, buddy? Have you got, um, I'm assuming a little bit higher than, than what we had him. He's not in my 10. Yes. Oh. yes. So oh. I have him the highest Damo. in the last that's I have him the highest. The way is the reason we got you on, mate. We got you Ross, on for a Ross reason. Lyons game plan gives me PTSD. And I know he said <laughs> that he's changed his ways. He He's going to play a more attacking brand. But I can also see Jack Sinclair being that guy that he just forgets about. Yep. Doesn't yeah. do, doesn't build into his plan at all. Just like I forgot about him in my team all last year. Exactly. I respect that. When I first did the rankings of that, I like I've gone through it because we had the dual position. I'm like I feel like I'm missing one of the big five from last year. And I was like, oh yeah, Sinclair's not there. Hang on, let me rethink of this. And I was like, there's no way I can leave him out of the 10. And then yeah, when we reshifted those dual positions, obviously he bumped up two positions. So, but I was originally going to have him at nine. I love <laughs> so that. I agree. Damo, I love that. You've actually, I love absolutely this. made my night. This is I so good. See, Ross Lyon has learned. Ben's like, yeah, he's the number one player. Ben's starting him because he doesn't have recency bias, remember? <laughs> um, I told you if you two would shut the fuck up for a second to actually listen to other people. I said number six is where I had him. And I said for the same reasons that you do, I just didn't think he was going to be dropping. You know, that, that 105 I thought would still put him around that six mark which is pretty much where we're at. Now, Ross Lyon has learned a few things. He's gone, hey, I'm going to go snakes and oranges, and I'm going to stay away from pretzels because I hear pretzels are a bad, bad thing for snacks. Um, Damo. Ask, ask Brennan Goddard. He loves a good pretzel. <laughs> uh, number eight. Oh. My number eight is Angus Brayshaw. Oh, okay. yeah. I can and, see it. I can see it. If he gets the midfield time, gets the midfield rotations, I can see him averaging... 105 to 107. I mean, the thing is, realistically, he's never getting a tag. And that, that's what happens when he goes into that midfield. It's, it's either track or Oliver gets the tag. He runs around, does whatever he wants, gets racks up 40 disposals, and people go, oh, do we have to lock down this guy? And then by the time that they realize, well, they can't do that because as soon as you go off track or Oliver, then bang, you know, then the game's over. So... Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, it's, maybe it won't hurt so bad. Let's just change tactic. And they're like, it hurts so bad. <laughs> you just more. can't do it. You just can't do uh, it. You know you know who's going to beat Melbourne this year? Melbourne. By changing up their stupid rotations, playing Oliver off halfback and playing Tracker as a as a full-time four pocket where he averaged 1.2 goals a game. No, nah, it's a Fagoozie. <laughs> it's, it's not real. Now, Brayshaw, does, it is help that Salem looks like he'll be back fairly early now. And because um, that was the part of the original plan, I was like, oh, well, hey, Salem's out. So we have, you know, Brayshaw can play in defense and this, that, and the other. And I was like, oh, that kills him. Because I was kind of big on him for a cheaper price to go that 105 bracket. Now it might be more in the realm of things, except we won't actually see it before Salem's back. So round one, round two, who knows when he's back. Um, Swizz, number nine, have you? Well, I, yeah, you, I, we're up to eight. We're up to eight on. anyway. But um, oh, yeah, to right. Sorry, but to answer nine. your Brayshaw first to do where I, yeah I don't have Brayshaw ranked. I I have him just outside, but like averaging a hundred. Yeah. Only about. because only because I don't know 
If he's midfield, then that is way higher. I think he goes 105 to 110 quite comfortably. And then I've got to change things around. We just don't know yet is probably the only answer that I would say. But, yeah. Yeah, if, I had him yeah. like 98, 99. So I'm about where you are there, Chris. On, and I've got him like that 11th, yeah. 12th spot. You know, so, Damo, you, you've got him averaging so that 105 sort of mark, right? Yeah, 105 to 107. Yeah. Yep. I mean, look, I reckon he could piss that in with the right roll. Like, mm-hmm. he could yeah. go oh, higher than sure. that, to be honest. For sure. But, yeah. Obviously, we no, just don't agree. know yet. But I like yeah. it. I like it a lot. It was like those final four rounds in the finals when he had that sort of, was it 40 to 60 or well, 40 to 50%? I think CBAs, he did really well. Average, I think yep. 104 or so. Um, yeah, so eight, eight I had Dacos, seven was Sinclair, so you don't have to come to me. Yeah, I've, fine. I've got my eight if you guys want to just. Yeah, okay. I had Dale, um, uh, so he started at eight. So, yep, Chris. Uh, Dan Houston, I've got at eight. Um, so I, I think he actually gets a little bit of a bump. He's, he's out. <laughs> I I think he look. Did you say Dan Houston? Just, yeah, I did. That's why okay. I walked out. Okay, I just did a double <laughs> check there. <laughs> so again, I, I so this is where I think he goes about one hundred five ish, which is only a little bit up on his average from last year, anyway. But I think for Port to be better, they need to control the ball more out of the halfback. They've got potency everywhere, but their defense has really lacked because they haven't had stability behind the ball with heaps of injuries. And I think that if they could get a back six together with permanent roles, with Dan Houston being a distributor of half back, I think that he goes very, very well. And I think that that does happen this year. And I think Port challenged for top four. So, and, and they're going to get stability out of their back line through Dan Houston. Hey, hey, yeah. Chris is on dial up. It's not his fault, boys. <laughs> oh, come on. Okay. Hey, Damo's actually in Perth. I didn't even know how he was able to join up with the internet over there. So. Yeah, so just, he'll, he'll, he'll hear this I just reached joke. my hand into the wardrobe, you know, <laughs> with a line in the Witcher, and I connected up the cable, and I was fine. That's it. Straight through the line. Which yeah, the best part about this joke is Damo can laugh at this two hours later as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, that's right. So here in Melbourne, where we're in 2035, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, <laughs> Dan, mate, Dan Houston isn't seeing the ball because that Port Adelaide midfield is not letting it get past the you know the centre square. Rosie Butters, Wines, Horn Francis. Oh, they're going to smoke teams. Houston's not going to yeah, see the ball this year, mate. Torn Francis averaging six frees against a game. Yeah, two yeah, two fifty meters a game when he's crapping on, and then Rosie's just going to get Horn Francis stuck in. Horn Francis flogometer, I think, may may rival Jordan Dugowie's this year. Mate, it might, I, it might be right up there. If Houston had a burnt me in the past, I might, I might have given you some acknowledgement. But I boys, just, right, Houston's right. role though has all, and this is the thing: like he gets thrown around all over the place. He's never been able to settle in that distributor role because he gets thrown into the midfield as a tagger, then he gets thrown onto the wing, and then he gets thrown behind the ball. If if he's the guy that's taking the kickouts and is leading the the, the back line from that distributor position, he can easily average one hundred and five plus. You know what I just realised. Right, we've got an esteemed guest here, and then we've got like Kmart bombs giving his mm. outlandish opinions. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's, like, it's like we're the triple podcast crew right now. Like it's um, that's no, it's, that's it's flattering, and that's that's two drive-bys on SC Elites. <laughs> it's flattering. Thank you very much. Um, all right, so number seven then, um, Damo seven. My number seven. I actually had this guy. I averaging about the same as what I thought Brayshaw would. I think he's going to have a bounce back year. I've got Jake Lloyd. Oh, wow. Bounce back year. I like that. Um, yeah, I, th- 
I think he returns to his 107, maybe a little bit less than that average. He's, I think he's got, he'll average about the same as what I have Brace your um, pr- predicted to average. That's like crazy. I'm, I'm thinking that um, Lloyd is pretty much belongs in 1994, and that's his <laughs> role. That's his role in Dumb and Dumber. I'm gonna go get the wife, and she can sit in this because she's got Lloyd in her top ten. I don't know. Exactly oh, no. yes, she does. Brie, I, don't I love you, Brie. Are you being facetious, Swizz? No, no, I'm dead set. She's What's she sitting in? The... in? Sit in this. <laughs> sit on this. No, she's in the other room. I'm sure she can hear. Um, where I don't have him in my top 20. I think he just... I don't think he was picking up what you're putting down there, Ben. <laughs> yeah. no. I, was, I was picking it up. Um, now, can't see him. Sorry, I just, had to, I just had to quickly check, guys, because you know, I like stats and I, I like to back up my points when people challenge me on them. Um, Houston had uh, six of seven kickouts last week, six of the seven. So You're talking about Jake Lloyd gets, now, mate. Come on. Yeah, I, know. No, I just, I just want to over here. Chris talking about the guy from five minutes ago. <laughs> I thought, I, I'm I, just thought I was living in the past. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just, oh, I just, no. I can never move on without winning the argument. You see, so I just wanted to just, just put that out there. Or, or if it's with it, it and you wild. just can't move on. Put it out there. If it's with it and you just can't move on. Um, <laughs> look, Lloyd could do it. Um, I feel like they, I feel like. Sydney changed their game plan slightly last year, which has led to a lot of success. Um, Blakey going to that back line has infinitely changed him with his run and carry. And I think that when earlier in the season when he was tipped to not even make round one, I was like, oh, wow, like Lloyd is going to be a huge shout for a big bump early because they will have to go through Lloyd because they don't really have... Braden Campbell's really not ready. They don't really have that other run and gun carry player off that half back line. They trialed Ollie Florent there, obviously, in the preseason. I'm not sure how that's going to go in the real real games. Lloyd could do it. Um, but Blake is obviously back now. He looked really, really fit and healthy. I, I just, yeah, it's a it's a flyer and underpriced. I mean, if he does that and you're on him, you're laughing. Have you thought about putting him in your team, Damo? I've thought about it. I know Leck Dog is a big fan of him. Mm. Um yeah, I, he hasn't come near my team yet, but when I was mapping out my top 10, he's he he's he snuck his way in. And then you when you this is why I like these sort of top 10 things because when you do map them out and you go, shit, there's a bit of value there. Like there's a lot of value in Lloyd. Like he's and we we've seen him obviously go what 120 went 122 in the covid year, didn't he? Like that was only two years ago, yeah, and then when he won one oh seven last year or something, like he went still. What did he, what did he end up going last year? Uh, like eighty nine, wasn't it? Uh, no, last was it? year he averaged ninety two point one. Ooh, okay. Um, he That's had still some big good. scores, but the last six games, I think there might have been a role change because he dropped a couple of stinkers in those last few games. Yeah, which makes sense. Boys, developing yep. my um top ten list is pretty much one of my top three things of sneaking in. So. <laughs> wow, you're on fire! Oh, have you, how many um, have you had tonight, Ben? <laughs> none yet. Tonight, I've had none yet. Oh, alcohol. You yeah, know, I've had um, yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, number seven, Chris. Sorry, Dan. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Normally it's uh, puns. I've, I've kind of broken out of that tonight. You do. Uh, seven, seven, seven. Uh, so Bailey Dale, I've got at seven. Um, <sighs> what? Go on. 
Uh, no, I think he's. I think he's actually of those. So there's two. There's two picks in that sort of five fifty or three picks. I should say in that five fifty k bracket that I like. Um, Baylor Dow is one of them. It will depend on role, and that's really all it's going to be. So if he gets a primary kick out taker role, Caleb Daniel moves into the midfield. They're not doing this funny thing where they share everything because Bulldogs and Magneto and loving that. Um, then he could definitely go. I think one one oh six to one eight one oh eight in that sort of realm. I don't think he's like a one ten plus guy, but he's he's sort of in the in between that. I think he's definitely got the scope to do that. Um, they like his use, but they've got Crozier now, obviously back. Um, he looks to Richards. be in fine form. They've got Richards, but is he going to be one taking kickouts? Are they going to share them? Is he going to get majority? Is Caleb Daniel back there? Does he rotate back? There is. I hate the dogs because. Every single one of their players has this amazing SC ability and not one of them you can be like, that's what role they're going to play. I'm going to lock that in for a, this sort of average. But I don't mind Dale. He's one of the guys I've been looking at at that sort of mid-tier bracket um, between five and 600K. And yeah, I think he'd go a lot worse. So, Swiss, do you have Lloyd or Dale? I've got, um, I've got Bailey at six. I'm on right, so with Chris there. I actually think similar. Um, he's the one that I think at the Dogs you do know kind of where his role is, playing halfback playing. Ed Richards is the one that could pop up more over that wing. Yeah. Or um, Caleb Daniels playing Ruck. Um, you know, <laughs> who knows with Bevo actually with all the other positions. But it's um, but he's the one I do trust. I think they they love these, you know, the way he uses the ball out of side halfback. Excuse me for a second. Uh, Bont playing more midfield. I think that's a better target to hit up through the through the mids. Um, if the, and especially if English continues to develop and he's got that ruck target around the ground that he can kick to, um, yeah, some of those kicks, I think, you know, it's better, you know, you're going to get long, um, effective kicks down the line, 40, 50 metres, which will help his scoring. So I don't think it's a huge increase from what he did last year, but it's enough to, you know, put him in that conversation of top six. I have him at... Seven as well, Chris, which is why my pause. And it's funny because we didn't actually converse on any of these top tens. And <laughs> the fact that we all, that well, three of us had, and Damo will give his shout in a second as to why he may have missed um, or been in. Um, it's funny because I, I before this pot, I don't think I would have thought all three of, of us from SC Insider would have had Bailey Dale between sixth and seventh ranked overall, which is, yeah, outstanding for me. Uh, I'd My reservations with Richards because he's one that might be able to take some run and dash through. That's my reservation. Um, Caleb Daniel, I'm not as concerned with. I think because of Richard's development, they now don't need Daniel there. And Daniel was a junior midfielder. So I think uh, he'll, well, he's always the size of a junior midfielder. Uh, for life. <laughs> still playing on the yeah, yeah. But um, he's someone that I think could go the, uh, the old and, and under. Use, they've got to use a replacement for Dunkley in the ruck. So I think it's going to be him. <laughs> Damo. Damo. I've got him at six. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we're all pretty much in the same boat. Yep. Nice. And look, so he's the he. So we what we're all probably saying is, if you're not looking at one of the 600k guys, you're probably looking at someone like a Bailey Dale in that in that realm, right? Um, I I I see teams with Bailey Dale, and I go, look, should I go there? It's 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 not really enough value. Like for 50k more. You can get, you know, almost a certified guy, and I don't think anyone's really running super deep. But if this was another year, where we had four or five options of the top guys around that five fifty k, I can see myself picking a Bailey Dow. It's just that the 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 
the ceiling's so high in defense now. You know, we're we're going, oh, there's like a couple of guys that could go 110 plus, 115. Like, that's not normal. You know, this is not how we've traditionally played Supercoach. You know, 110 was maybe one guy. Like, I remember when Doherty went like 115 one year and everyone was like, oh my gosh, like there's the one guy out of the whole defense that's gone huge and everyone else has gone like 100. Um, that's not the case now. So, yeah, definitely changed dynamics, that's for sure. And he's got a pretty safe floor as well. Only three scores under 85 for the 2022 season. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, I like that. Um, very, very interesting. So that's seven. I think um, I've said my six is Sinclair. Damo, you just said he was six. Wiz, it was also your six as well. Chris, do you have something different for six? Um, six, yes, I do. And I don't know if any of you guys have this guy. So coming in at, a, I've got him averaging 108, by the way. Coming. Um, so, sorry? You said no, coming. Def, definitely not. I did um, hear coming. <laughs> I'm not coming in at, right, sorry. Uh, coming in at 108. I, I actually right. have Jordan Ridley at this price point. So I really rate Jordan Ridley. Um, and we we had a. I really a, don't rate him enough to wait until you hear where I've got him. <laughs> that's good but me and Swiss had a big chat about about Essendon and uh and Jordan Ridley on a, a two-hour podcast that we just ranted for I, I haven't it's, it's it'll come to a cinema near you very shortly <laughs> but um ultimately the, the style of game that they're playing the role that Ridley's playing we've seen him go even 110 plus before and I think that he could potentially do that again I've just sort of cooled my reservations on exactly where I do see him going. I think 108 is a conservative estimate based on what I know his output could be. But you got to factor in as well um, the role he can cop knocks because he's an intercepting defender. You know, does he yeah, cop an injury? Does he get subbed? I, I, I don't know. I, I think 108 is, is conservative. And even though I, I do actually rate what I think he, on a weekly basis you could get out of him a, a quite a bit higher. So, um, yeah, I love Jordan Ridley and he's my number six. He's number five for me. Um, so I think he's gonna I, I think he's gonna re I think he's gonna rebound. The one thing <laughs> that worries me about him is will their key defenders stay fit or will he have yeah. to return to that lockdown role like he was doing in the later half of the or the, or the beginning half of last season? Uh, well they did recruit it, Montgomery though. Is it Montgomery? Is that is yeah, it? Yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's their that's their backup plan. The mature, I think. Mature well, that's their age, first yeah. backup was it plan. Kelly? Yeah, because I've already got Jake Kelly. Um, yeah, but he's I, playing sort of that long, yeah. medi- like medium, Me- medium game. one, and then Zerk Thatcher's yeah. your gorilla these days. Which we'll use the um, term but, loosely. And you know what? Like Laverde, as undersized as he is for a true key position defender, has played fairly well <laughs> in that role. So uh, you know, um, but the, I think the fact as well, like we were chatting. Um, on our pod the other day, Redmond is used much higher up the ground yeah. and they're actually pushing Kim and McGrath right up to the contest on either side, um, almost as an extra mid in those, um, when it's say on the half forward flank or on the wing, those, those halfbacks are going right up to that contest to provide an extra number. And it's really, um, uh, it's, it's awesome to fall Ridley because then that just leaves him sort of one out as that one guy loose in defense they're not having to rely on a Redman or a, or a McGrath, even though I think that both of those guys will average well without being crazy um, in this system. But yeah, um, yeah I've got, love you, I've got, him, 
I've got him there. I knew there was a reason we got Damo on. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> I've got him there at five as well for everything we've talked about on that podcast. And okay. Put it up and let people hear the two-hour explanation. Oh, I'm changing him to five. five. I've got to be why, with the group. Why, why I've got Ridley at five. And if I could have you been higher. You haven't had me yet. He's in, my, he's in my team. Lock him in. Love it. 500K. Yep. Perfect. Come on, Ben. You haven't watched the preseason, have you? Ben's got, Ben doesn't even need top 10. What a shit boy. <laughs> Why, why are you hosting this? Where is he, mate? Where is he? Come on. Is he? Are Ridley, you... number five. Oh, I can't oh, have it. Number five. Good. And Chris, you're like, oh, I've got him high. I'm like, how, up, how do we have Dale and Ridley in the same scope? Very, very interesting. Yeah, so and here's who, the thing. You, Ridley actually provides starting? value, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah I've got I'm starting Ridley. Yeah. Damon, Damon you starting your team Ridley? at the moment? I'm trying to find a way to fit him in. Who's nice. your um, D1 and 2 then? My D1 and 2 is, so I've got rated 1 and 2 in this list. Yes, okay. okay. Oh, oh, that's, oh, hey, he's PR yes. trained. He's PR like trained. It. He knows it. He's PR trained. <laughs> Don't yes. disclose the goodies. Uh, I like it. All right, so that's, that's then said. all the, uh, was it the fives out of the way? Anyone Actually, got I think Ridley's my total? D2, by the way, on that. That's everyone's um, yeah, he's on D5, yeah. yeah? D5, 6, done. Yeah. So yeah, we announced uh, so, so he was six, but my, my um uh, I suppose you could flip him because I've got him averaging the same is uh is Saad there as well. Um so you guys already talked about that. So I think we're yep. up to Damo with his four. fifth selection. Four. Number Five four was Ridley. I've got Jordan Dawson. Oh, okay, okay, okay. They don't like the Adelaide people in Perth, I swear. No, that's right. <laughs> They're too close to home. It's an They're, odd on time yeah. They're on that border. Yeah. They're on that border. I mean, I think he'll get really, really close to the to the guys that I have above him. I just, I just yeah. think that with his role potentially moving to a wing spot, there is a chance that that he has some games where he suffers a little bit. They're, and he also will suffer from. I mean, That's I have him rated higher, and I will, I will explain that. But um, there's a potential that because he's the captain, he's like, oh, well, I've just got to sacrifice because I'm the captain. Which we've seen happen before with with other players where they're like Callum Mills, Mills. Well, I mean, he, he was was he the captain last year? Is he, is five, he the captain? Five, last year? five, five sacrificed five, his body. Five. Um, <laughs> Sorry, David. Pa- Parker was co-captain last year, wasn't he? And he went forward for the first six games to cover Papley. You know what I mean? We've seen these role changes because okay, I'll step in and do that because I don't expect other guys to do it. I'll, I'm happy to go and, and and sacrifice my role for something else. And I worry about that because of captaincy. But on the flip side of that. You also got to think, okay, this guy's been at the club one year and he's captain and now he's got something to prove. So now it's not just, okay, well, I'm happy to sacrifice. No, I've got to prove that I'm the best player at this club. So I kind of see both sides of the, of the coin with, with how that can roll out. Yeah, um, that's exactly what I've I, been saying, Chris. And that's, so I've got him at two and, that, and I nearly thought about putting him at one. I think I I, I've said I've said it. Yeah, okay. So I, I too, and the debate for me was: I hate the American term quarterback in AFL, but he is Adelaide's quarterback. Every ball is going to go through him, and that you—if you're any Adelaide defender, you cannot leave that fifty without letting Dawson have a touch. I think that's the way it's going to be. It's uh, he's plonking himself there, and it's not a fact of where we've talked about other captains where they've got to be unselfish. He. The fact that they've made him captain and a lot of South Australians will be like, how can we make a guy when we've got guys like Dodie and other players that have been there for longer, not the captaincy? He's got, going to have to prove himself and I think he's going to be involved in everything. Also, he kicks the ball so much too. So 
that obviously helps his scoring. I'm not I'm not even worried about him getting up around that wing or the midfield. I think that if that's the case, it's more because the ball's up the ground and he's, you know, just plonking himself in positions where, you know, he needs to or, he, or he's running hard to get on, you know, on chains and stuff. But I think everything's going through him. I, I would like to see, like, how much he just absolutely pigs the kickouts because he's captain now. So he just goes, yeah, get, get out of the goal square. Run. Just get let's get out to my kick out. Yeah. I want the stat. Um, Anyone worried about him? round six? Yeah, so I mean, I'm not starting him, and that's that's supposed to be the other thing. So even though he's my number one, I don't actually have him. Yeah, um, I've taken him out, even though he's been in my side the entire preseason. That's what I'm yeah. worried about. Are we jumping at shadows, or is the Hawthorne tag a real thing? Especially like no, at it's Adelaide, it's like well, you could tag Led, but Led's just still going to no. rack up and tackle you. So it's what's the See, point? I'm not, Whereas, I'm not even worried about that with Dawson. It's just the fact of the start for the other couple guys that I have in my list. It's just too hot. I think yeah. other people need to you need to start them because how hot they're going to start. But I think as the season goes on, Dawson's going to out average them. Right, uh, yeah, I think over the season he averages more, but yeah. I think that there's a chance to pick him up slightly cheaper. Where one in, of the other guys on the uh, list is a must-up. And, and, and not only at a, at a good time, at the perfect upgrade season time. So if he gets tagged in round six and pumps out a 60 or a 70, and then by round eight he's, he's at the time when you need to get him, that is peak upgrade season. And so that's where I, see, I sort of see him. I also see... Um, Someone like a Stewart, he's got round six, no, round four oh. and six, I think. Four and six, he's got Sydney and Hawks, who have both tagged him in the past. So again, I, I see myself picking up both of those guys, you know, maybe one round seven, one round eight, or one round eight, one round nine, or whatever, where they'll probably both be, I want to say, high five hundreds, you know. Um, but yeah, I do see the, the difference with say that, and I will get into some other guys of those of those four. But I do have him at one. I think over the season he still averages the most. Yeah, Adelaide have five of the first six at home, I think, or is it mm. four of the first five and five of the first seven or something around? Like they have a ridiculous like because that have that whole Adelaide round yeah. as well. So mm. they That's play why I was considered. Like so I still many. would like to get him in there. I'd still but like that to tag go. is a <laughs> tag is a real tag is a real thing though. It's where do you have him, Benny? Very painful. Uh, Dawson, I have at second, same as you, Swizz. And um, I just think, again, when he was, if he pushes up, he's going to rack it up a little bit. And he was that, it's kind of not the quarterback, but, you know, floating in from the side to get the intercepts and then getting the kickouts and just pretty much, you know, really commanding that back line. He can intercept, he can mark, he's a great user by foot. And that just screams super coach, the high leech ball user. I think um, the, other, the other thing to note is that when you get to these top four guys, are we splitting hairs with the points per game at this point? Are we like I'm splitting okay, hairs between three of them? Not yeah, my fourth. Like, I think my fourth slightly not, less. It's not that much to be like, hey, if you're starting the guy that's fourth ranked, you yeah. shouldn't be doing that. You should no. be starting the guy that's. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think that at this point, you're you're within a, a, a two or three points per game of each other. So I don't know. That's just my feel this season. What about Damo? You you pretty much yeah. Uh, my top four sp- splitting hairs, to be honest. I, yeah, think Chris, yeah. I think they'll all be pretty close to each other. Chris, you can't afford many hairs to split, my man. <laughs> Come on. Um, well, I haven't one, had a haircut in a while. See, one, two, and, <laughs> one, two, and three, I could see nearly going the same average. I think oh. my fourth, maybe a few, maybe only two or three points less than that. Chris, who's your four then? Uh, I do have him here. Hold on. Let me pull it back up. Number four. I have Tom Stewart, number four. Ooh. Um, 
So I, I actually have him averaging more than last year. I have him averaging. Of course um, you do. Hunt, I do. Because <laughs> yeah. everyone goes up from Christmas Carol that nobody loses points. No, I just think that there's a, a slightly larger alliance with no Henry in the back of the uh, in the back um, fifty for the first little bit. So I've got him averaging say 112 ish. But he also had a um, concussion game last year. So wasn't he knocked out in 39 or something like that? True average so of 114. Yeah, but yeah, that happens so every year. Something happens. Yeah, and you can say that to everyone, but I think that something there's definitely... happens to a Richmond player. Swiss. Well, that's the other happens. thing. That like, who does he take out this year? Taranto Hopper, and that. That's the other <laughs> thing. You know, he's going to miss games. And <laughs> wow, someone's really butthurt about. <laughs> I've brought that up on every podcast. I think. That's right. He also hates Dangerfield in in grand finals. The oh, I love Dangerfield in grand finals. We no problem like if he Pat- does it against Sydney. Do you like? Paddy Cripps and his elbows last year as well, or what? Oh, <laughs> um, you got a lot of respect for uh, Fremantle. Like them, they've got no problems. Where do you, where do you got Stuart, mate? I've got Stuart at third. Um, he only plays two out of the first ten games at GMHBA, and away from GMHBA, he doesn't average an, uh, as much as he does at the Geelong ground. So I think his first half of the season will determine how well he averages for the whole year. But at the back end, he's going to pump out those massive scores because... Huge upgrade target, right? Because they've got lots of games in that back end. So I think th- he'll he'll balance out throughout the season, but his early games will determine how much he averages for the season. And yeah, I'll be looking at him after his bye. I've Stuart number one for the pure fact of that concussion game. He's the highest averaging defender. Pure facts and simple. He is also the highest averaging defender over a 48-month period. Um, no, 24-month period. There you go. Or even let's just throw four years into it as well while we're at it. Um, so for the last two years, he is averaging the highest out of any defender on any list. Now, Damo, um, funny you say that because that was why some of the arguments against starting him eventuated. And then we started to do some digging. He actually averages within a half a point simile. Over the last, I think it was two or three seasons, Chris. I can't remember two definitely, but MCG, he averages basically yeah. averages the exact same as the MCG. So when you bring out those first eleven rounds, seven out of those eleven are MCG or GMHBA, which means that he's pretty much averaging the exact same at home as he is at the MCG. It's just, but it's his the away tag. is real. It's the tag. His yeah. away yeah. sucks, and those two, I think, two of those games are against tags. Yep. So and I with think the that, high I, ceiling. I think, and volatile to dropping a 50. And, and the other, yeah. The other thing is, so don't get me wrong. Like you want to be on short when he goes big, but this caught me out last year and I'll probably get done again this year in that he was just plodding along going 105 average over the first five rounds. And I was like, well, I'm not going to pay 570 K for a guy that might average me. Yeah. 105. I want a guy that's going to be going 120, which is why I jumped on with it. And instead of Stuart, <laughs> And then that week he goes 170. And that is the difference between Stuart and every other one of these defenders is that he's obviously got the huge high ceiling. So timing that, it's almost impossible, right? Like start. Like I understand why you'd start him because of you want to time it. But is also there's a method to the madness. He's also the one most likely to drop cash out of, I think, all of the top guys. He's, he's the guy that probably doesn't hold 600K early unless he goes a huge game early, which spikes his cash flow and then he maintains. 
But with the magic number the way it is and the way that he scores compared to the other guys, I think that he's the one that is probably the most available around the upgrade season, which is why I've decided that. And similarly to you, um, Demo, that I, I don't think that it's sustainable for the entire year. It's it's more just that little bit lower. Again, still have him slightly higher than what I think he did last year based on the injury game and based on X, Y, X, y and Z. But I think he's the one that's most available. And because of that, he'll actually drop a little bit of cash. And he's also the one, in my opinion, that I would target more out of a tag than almost anyone. Because Geelong are the minor premier, uh, Geelong are the, sorry, the premiers, they're easily the best team in the league. How do you stop Geelong? Probably the number one way is to stop Tom Stewart, right? Yeah. Well, like, he, still, he still has a great average like at the MCG, but I do worry about some of those away games. Like that 91, I think, on the weekend in Queensland is about what he does away games. Like the, the It's a vast majority between. And he his, still played really well. He still played well, but he just doesn't score that extra. You know, if that's a home game, it's probably 120 points. The other thing that I think people need to take into account, Geelong's redevelopment's actually behind um, the timeline at the moment. So there has been some talk that, you know, do the, because obviously, especially I think the Sydney game where they're meant to unfail the flag, they want to do that down Geelong. But maybe a couple of these other games that they're talking, I'm not too sure which of the big clubs are going down there, but do they get transferred to the MCG if they can't get the ground up and um, going at the time? Um, so there is, that's going to be a must watch as well, because if they've got games moved away from Geelong, well, then Stewart's obviously value does diminish a little bit. In Geelong, though, Geelong, who are you tagging outside of Stewart? There's literally no one. Because they rotate everyone. It's yeah. like, there's no well, point taking the point? a midfielder because they just keep rotating 100 people through there. And yeah, then, so even you just then go there's, no, there's no elite person that's going to damage you that much outside Unless of the 15 minutes like, of danger. danger so, yeah, yeah exactly right. right. Yeah. Except for that part. But otherwise, you go, hey, I'll just hit Stuart up. And if danger gets off the leash, well, then you just try and clamp him. And that's he's the biggest issue. So I think, again, highest ceiling, but also probably the highest or lowest floor like, because he just it, does. He drops out these stinkers every now and then. He could hurt us early because if he goes one of those massive games early, I don't think he does. But I'll if he comes him. down and goes to the 160, then it's like, oh, shit. Do it in round one um, when no one cares. That's right. When <laughs> let him, literally let him, no one him. cares. <laughs> so that leaves two players, I think, left because we've yes. covered we've covered uh, Dawson and Stewart. Which is funny because you guys have pretty much flipped my top. They're my top two. So you guys have obviously flipped the other two. Um, Damo, who have you got? Um, wh- what are we next for you? One of those two. Doherty or Sicily? What have you got higher? Uh, like as in, let's go higher. Who have you got higher? Let's flip it. My, my number one is Sam Doherty. Yeah, okay. boy. And reasoning? I just think like regardless of Zach Williams missing, I think he could quite easily average similarly to what the top midfielders average because I think he gets enough distribution off halfback, enough time in the midfield, even with Walsh coming back, even with all those players coming back, that he will use the ball, be given the ball. He will be the guy that they look for out of the stoppage. He will get that opportunity to distribute the ball into the forward line when the game's in that free-flowing sort of state. So are you saying 115 or are you saying like 128 or 120 plus? Are you saying more took areas or parish areas or? One, one, 115 to 115 plus. Okay. So that's 130 for Chris. 
<laughs> no, I've got him. I've got him about the same. I actually have him at two. Um, but he, here's the thing with with Doherty that is underrated. He came in last year with zero preseason and cancer treatment over the off season, and still dominated the entire year in multiple positions. That first game he played, that was ridiculous. How much he just towed us up. Like, we, that we were goal. sitting there going, oh. "This is the absolutely unbelievable game of footy." For a guy that, that, yeah, with no preseason behind him. Can we take a moment? The, are you going to have a look? Appreciate just, that, Chris. Can you appreciate yeah. that? The the goal. I don't think I had so many goosebumps and hairs rising up on my body that went my Oh, own. yeah. When he, yeah. I clap. Um, and, like, again, from a starting pick perspective, I mean, Richmond don't tag halfbacks, especially, and they're not going to tag a midfielder. So, either way, whatever he's playing, that's round one. Now, they have a rough rough round two where they've played Geelong, obviously. Actually, what am I even saying? I don't play round. Hold on. Yeah. My club. I'm, I'm looking at the wrong thing. Do they play Geelong round two? Pretty sure they play Geelong round two because after that, it really opens up. I'm sure that's the... Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so Geelong right. round two. Yeah. But then they've got Giants, North, Adelaide, St. Kilda, West Coast, all in a row. So if you're trying to upgrade to him, that's not going to happen. <laughs> He's He might have priced you out by the time you want to try and upgrade. And then they have Brisbane and Dogs, obviously, which are a little bit harder. Collingwood, which again, they're, they're more like um, uh, Richmond in the way that you can score against them. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so it's a little bit harder around the by Sydney, Melbourne, Essendon. But um, what I'm saying is from that is from a starting selection perspective, you want to get on guys that are hot. Now, the reason why you do want to do that is because that, let's say they average one one fifteen for the year, like we probably are all saying that he can probably do. If he's going to get do that over the first six rounds, no, he's probably going to do one twenty one twenty five, and then people are going to be trading into him, expecting a one twenty five average for the rest of the year. But he he might only go one ten for the rest of the year, and they're so sort of paying top dollar for a lower average with that sort of run. You got to get on the run early. So that for me, he's the number one pick in defence. Um, he's, he's my number two, um, that I've got on the averaging because I do have Dawson slightly higher, but number one pick as to who I've got in my team is Sam Doherty. Yeah. So I've, I've got, got him at third three, overall, three yeah, overall, third. but is he, got... in your, is he in your standard seed though? Is he, is, is he your D one in standard? Yes. Me too. Yes. Yeah. So that's what I mean. It's third overall, but for me, Stuart and Dawson, I can pick up cheaper, right? And Docker, even though he's third highest overall for me, I think it just makes the most sense with the starting draw, and he's my D one overall. Yeah, I think he just. Slows. So we're all starting Docker yeah. at the moment. Demo, starting. Yep, yep. So pro pick. And if you're not, you're going to fix it now. Is that what you're saying? No, he's <laughs> convince me. He's there. Yeah, no, oh, I think I just think, convince me. <laughs> I just think there's other guys he's, that. But slow. but but he's actually he's he's he's. D one in spirit, but D two in price. <laughs> I'm I'm assuming that last one is uh, the old uh, Sicily. Yes, that we yep. all have left. The last one that we should probably touch yep. on. Four. No, Ben. How often are Hawthorne got to have that ball in that back line? That's right. 
Yeah. Hey, yeah, GS going to tail up. He'll love it. Everyone's everyone's Please. talking about Jordan Dawson being the quarterback. I think James Sisley will be very good in that role as well. He has to be because they've got no That's right. That's right. He that, that's and that the only difference with and I still got him over Dawson, but I think they're closer because Sisley everyone looks at him as being selfish. I think he's got to try to be a little bit unselfish and bring some of his teammates in the game. But they are like GS. Awful. Like they are the they are the wooden spooner easy. Like some North supporters been talking to me go, we're loving your Swiss because you know, yeah, okay, we we kind of do want like this rebuild, but we're getting off the bottom because Hawthorne are awful. And that and it's by design. They've got rid of their senior guys. They want Harley Reed. They want to add Reed to Newcomb and um and War Ward uh, uh, and McKenzie. And this is a 10 year build this kid's going to be a jet. They're going to finish bottom of the ladder. Sicily is going to see so much ball in that back line, intercept marks. And that the only issue, and I know Chris has brought this up before, last year they were a lot more competitive in games. And That's, they're not yeah. going to be as competitive in games. They're going to get absolutely trounced. Um, so where some of those games last year where, you know, it might be a goal, the difference or whatever, and then he can have a big 50, 60-point quarter by having intercept marks because the score is closer. Um, those points aren't going to be weighted as much. But I still think the amount of ball that he's going to see is going to offset that. Yeah. So as as Swizz mentioned, I've there was a great stat last year that in losses he actually averaged 118, which is higher than his actual average, and in wins he averaged a lot less. So that's crazy because I think most of us see in them losing more games this year. But a lot of those losses, Hawks were very competitive last year. Now. They were competitive against Collingwood. Don't get me wrong. The first five minutes, I almost turned the game off. They were deplorable. I don't think they touched the ball in the first five minutes. Collingwood running over the top of them. And then I was like, wow, this is going to be the most boring preseason game of all time. Like, what is the point of me watching this? And then out of nowhere, they they really just turned it up. Now, I know they can be comp- – this is what I would – if I'm a Hawk supporter, what I would want to see is I want my team to always play to win, not lose. Now, if that's the case, they'll always be close, but I think that they're not being, it might be two goals behind. That's going to be great for Sicily. The 10 goal drubbings are not great for Sicily. The ball's going over his head through the goals and not into his hands. There's a big difference in terms of the way that they position up themselves up the field and pressure the ball at the ball carrier and allow dirty ball to come into the 50. That is different than clean exits, bang over his head or to a leading target and then bang a goal. So, how competitive. Hawthorne will be, even though in losses, will determine Sicily's outcome. I I do have him at three, only slightly below last year because of that. But um, yeah, I, I look, he's not, he's going to be a good pick. You can't go wrong with Sicily, like, can you? There's no way. I think it's, he's still probably okay. So four, but what do you think he's averaging? More than fifth. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, no I, I still, still think he's a good pick, pick, and I've 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 toyed I've toyed with it a little bit, but I guess it's just a little bit of that unknown now. Also, captain as well, and um, I don't think Jeth was that fit last year as well, so he might even do the captain role. He probably might get some CBAs, which will be good for him. I still like him as a pick, but when I'm splitting between those other guys, I just think I kind of know what I'm getting from Stuart Dawson and Doherty, and. I think Sicily was kind of like this big, um, you know, wild cat sort of thing last year where he just popped up and you're like, holy crap, right? And I'm just not sure if it's going to back it up in the same capacity. Um, 
See, but or teams will let him set up, up in the same capacity. For me, I didn't have him, not because I didn't think he would pop up. I knew if he had that role, that's what he was going. I was worried about him punching someone and giving away three fifties in a game and getting or the minus thirty, which he just never actually did. And then bust the ACL forward. on top of that, and then you know he gets moved forward because they didn't have any forwards or something like that in that role. And that, and if he now is captain, so he has to behave himself. All the worries of the only worry now is if an injury comes up. But you know, he's the best player. He's the best intercept marker in the game. Sicily yeah. and Toby Green. That's going to be funny. Now imagine if they're both getting absolutely flogged, like oh, zero and eight. How well behaved could you be if you're like zero and eight? You just oh, <laughs> Sicily be getting so dirty. They're like zero and eight. People are calling him Owen, and he's just oh, seething. Just oh, you I, wait. Damo might like this one, but I saw the um, captain's photo today on Instagram. Um, well, the captains on Captain's Day, and um, I was like, "Who's that in the West Coast jersey?" <laughs> I didn't realize. Do you guys know Liam Duggan is the captain of West Coast now? No, he's not. Um, he was sent because they've got Luke Shuey in cotton wool. They're trying. Oh, yeah. They're Could trying to keep him. Okay. Trying to keep him fresh. Fly, mate. Trying to keep Shuey fresh. Yeah. I was like, when did I miss that? No, Things must no. travel slow up to Brisbane. No, wow, geez. okay. No, 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 mate. He's that fragile. He can only play home. He's got the Josh Kennedys about him now. You do not read that state, mate. Don't tr- don't trust Shuey. He had deep vein thrombosis and he stopped playing percussion instruments and stopped bloody. Mate, like, right, mate, if you if you'd beaten Collingwood in a in a grand final after the siren and that, you guys oh, would still be celebrating on. that five no, years later we don't as need well. None of that. Four, it was four years ago, almost five. Actually, actually, Damo, <laughs> as a Fremantle supporter, you're probably just as upset about that kick as Chris, I believe. Uh, Maybe not as upset as Chris. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's just one of the it, like that premiership though. Over, over, over here got almost no fanfare. Like, really? They what? like they well, had, no got the keys like, to the city. They they booked out a whole park to celebrate it, and only about three hundred people turned up. That's and and then they were doing a parade in the in the Perth CBD, and only about two hundred people turned up, and then. And then a week Oof. later, the trade period started and no one cared that they won the premiership anymore. <laughs> yes. Yes. They're all, deserved, at, um, really. yes. all deserved. They're all at Ben Cousins' house. That's the problem. I'd <laughs> 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 like a good off-season. Hey, the uh, best thing is it's like bring your drinks, boys, because there's enough ice here for everyone. <laughs> could you use your connections and get Dom Sheet on the show for us? Oh, no. Just because he's in Perth doesn't mean he knows all of the players. Hey, if that was the case, I'd be having coffee with Dane Zorka every fucking week. <laughs> As, that's classic Melbourne mentality. All right, so should yeah, we run I'll through our, one, our top 10? Path, mate. Run, run through all of our top 10 from 1 to 10 and um, start with Damo. Uh, number one, Doherty, uh, Sicily, Stewart, Dawson, Ridley, Dale, Lloyd, Brayshaw, Dacos, and Saad. Noice. Uh, I have it- uh, Dawson, Doherty, Sicily, Stewart, Saad, Ridley, Dale, Houston, Sinclair, and Dacos. I've got uh, Sicily, Dawson, Doherty, Stewart, Ridley, and then it's Bailey Dell, Sinclair, Dacos, Saad, and McGovern. And I have Stuart, Dawson, Doherty, Sicily, Ridley, Sinclair, Bailey Dale, Saad, 
Witho and Dacos to round out the tail. Uh, that wraps up our wonderful top 10. A very, I'm surprised we were more on in sync than anything, to be honest, which was very surprising. Um, let us know if you have any of those players in your standard side, anyone that you've snaked up in a draft league. Let Chris know how much uh, Houston sucks. And um, I think that wraps us up, everyone. That and does. obviously, yeah, all hail to Witherden. Um, that's it, Damo. Thank you very much for uh, joining us today. Really look forward to watching the Fremantle Dockers absolutely towel up. Any final words here? Uh, any Smokies? Is Henry actually a, a true thing, Damo? Any no, no, thoughts? no, no. Henry's a sub-risk. Ooh, Henry's a sub-risk. Oh, you heard it here first. Also a trade risk. What about Fife? Are you starting Fife? After seeing Fife live at Fremantle Oval against Port Adelaide, I am finding it very hard not to start him. No shoulder strapping. Probably going to kick 15 there's, goals. There's no strapping. He's had a full preseason. He looks – how he played in the midfield in his prime is how he's going to play in the forward line. Very interesting. That shoulder strapping, I think, is very, very undersold. And um, especially with their soft draw, I think he's going to kick quite a lot of goals in that first run and um, be a nice little option. He's one I'm trying to definitely find in. Um, that's it. Damo, thank you very much for joining us. The defensive line – more sync than I was expecting, but hey, that's what you get when you put a nice boy band together is a bit of NSYNC. Um, Chris Swiss, thank you again, and we'll talk to you soon, everyone. Catch you later. See you, guys. Damo, you meant to say bye. See ya. Bye. Bye. The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they asked me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start. They say that every champion is all about his principles. Carry.